0: Mishpacha, yesterday was 9 11. And as we remember that day with sobriety and resolve, we also were stirred with compassion for all those who lost loved ones and for everyone who acted in a heroic way and in a sacrificial way in order to save the lives of others, even at the loss of or risk of their own lives. And 9 11. And other things remind us that this world is broken, and all of us are broken too. The world is like a broken pot, and we are too. This world and all of us do need to be repaired and restored. And rather than this be a cause of despair, we should recognize that there is a great promise of resurrection life and new beginnings that brings repair and restoration. There is life after death. There is life after loss. The resurrection of Yeshua gives us confidence and reassures us and fills us with a blessed hope. As we approach Rosh Hashanah in one week, next Friday and Saturday, we are thanking the Lord for new beginnings because we can begin again. We can rise from the ashes and we can rise from the grave and we can be renewed with hope and with courage and with faith. We are broken and beautiful. In the sight of the Lord. I want to ask you, if you have your Bibles, to turn to Romans chapter 8. Those of you who are in the synagogue and you have your Bibles, would you wave them at me? I love to see uh, everyone who has a Bible. Great. We've got real Bibles with paper, and we've got digital Bibles of every kind. It's so great. Whichever you prefer, or both, if you like them. Romans 8, starting in verse 10 and 11. If the Messiah is in you then, On the one hand, the body is dead because of sin, but on the other hand, the Spirit is giving life because God considers you righteous. And if the Spirit of the one who raised Yeshua from the dead is living in you, then the one who raised the Messiah Yeshua from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit living in you. As we are ending the month of Elul, I want for us to be thinking of ourselves as broken pots or cracked pots. Some of us would say we're all cracked pots. We're, We're in the Hebrew month of Elul, and this is a time for taking a spiritual checkup, and I want to encourage you to take your spiritual temperature and look for symptoms. I've been praying that all of us would test positive for Shalom, And if you're infected with shalom, if you have caught shalom from the Lord, it will spread to all your major organs, to your heart and your mind. In a sense, that's what Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 8 is telling us. Be anxious for nothing. Instead, pray about everything. And with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God. Take all the things that you could worry about or all the things you could be afraid about and instead pray about them. Turn your fears into prayers. Turn your worries and your anxious thoughts into prayers. Verse seven, this is the result. And as a result of this, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Imagine imagine if all of our politicians thought this way. Well, imagine if believers thought this way. My goodness. The peace of God will invigorate you and faith and hope growing in you will give you a Kadima attitude about the future. Kadima is one of our favorite words. Kadima is a Hebrew word. It means charge or forward. I've posted a short slideshow. It's under a minute. You can watch it quickly on Facebook. It's called Broken Pots, and it helps us see that broken pots can be repaired and made beautiful. We're all broken. That's a fact. We all have cracks in our souls. That's a reality. And we don't have to be afraid to show the cracks. With resurrection life and new beginnings, this Rosh Hashanah God can turn our imperfections into opportunities for repair. What is broken can be repaired. The broken shards can be regathered. And we can learn something. And this is I think an important and very challenging thing to learn, but something of the first order. We can put aside the tragedy of the break, the tragedy of those experiences we have had that have broken us in some way. And we can look to God because he is able to turn that upside down, hafuch. He is able to get his hands on even the things that the enemy meant for harm and he can turn them into good. Now, those things may have been evil that were done against us or that we suffered, of course, and it's not that God just says everything is good, but rather even the things that were meant to destroy us, God can get a hold of and turn them for good. The Japanese have an art called kintsugi, also known as kintsukurai, and all of you who speak Japanese, please forgive me for my pronunciation. It's the art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer that's dusted or mixed with powdered gold or other fine metals. And it reflects a philosophy that treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise or something to To hide or something um, that just destroys the object. Now, if you've ever had the opportunity to travel, you may have seen beautiful marble staircases that have been worn over time. Here in Florida, you don't see very many marble staircases. We just don't have... um, um, the elevations that are natural for that. But for instance, in Rome, the famous Spanish steps, or if you go to the National Gallery of Art in Washington, which I did um, recently a few years ago with um, my granddaughter, Isabella, and you see the grand staircases, the, the stairs, these marble stairs are worn down a little bit over time. And the wearing, the wearing down is part of their beauty. It reminds me also of the garden process or art of bonsai. It's an art form of miniaturization that's applied to evergreens. And it's inspired by the stunted and the twisted forms of evergreens that are growing on craggy cliffs. They're in the worst and most hostile of environments and yet they take on the most fascinating shapes. And the bonsai gardener, the bonsai creator takes that inspiration and recreates it in miniature form in a small pot. It's a celebration of the creative power of erosion. It reminds me also of flying over Florida and looking down at the beautiful landscape from above where you can see wetlands and the paths of a river and the flow of creeks, and it's so beautiful. Those shapes and those flows are extraordinary, and as I was thinking about this, it reminded me of of a time when when we lived in a log cabin that was built just after the Great Depression. It really was a log cabin, like a Lincoln log cabin. It it had brown logs, and it had white cement in between the logs to to close everything together. And there was a screened-in porch as well. And we could hear the sounds of a creek that ran through the yard. And, And it was lovely. It was a great place. Sandy, who always is the creative one, decided that we could tune the creek. And so we went down to that creek for a work day, and I remember moving quite a few very heavy rocks around in the creek bed. And I was thinking about it this morning and how we used pry bars and, and anything else we could use to get leverage. We were using two-by-fours and um, some trees that we had cut down, some short segments. We were trying to pry things and move them around because we had to move pretty big rocks that were in the creek bed. But Sandy was inspired about this, and she was right. And I can tell you it was an amazing thing. The sound of the creek became more clear and even musical. Well, maybe you have some similar examples of fond memories where wear and tear can become the source of beauty in the right hands. And as we're remembering what was great loss on 9-11, and as we're preparing for Rosh Hashanah, We can see all the brokenness around us. I want to encourage you to look at the brokenness with eyes of faith and hearts that are filled with hope and the victory of Messiah that is alive in us. And we can choose to let God work with us, and God will take the parts that have been cracked or broken or eroded or just suffered wear and tear or just need to be tuned, and he'll show his creative power in all of us. Revelation 20, 21, verses 4 and 5 says it this way. The Lord will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the former things have passed away. And the one seated on the throne said, behold, or as I like to translate it now, look at it, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are faithful and true. It's important, Mishpocha, for us to take note of the fact that God is doing a work of recreation and restoration. He will make everything new. And all the tears and sorrows and mourning and crying and pain of this present age will come to an end. Well, in light of that, in light of the fact that that's where we're headed, we can apply that to our current situation, and we can take heart. We can understand that God is doing a great work in us, and he will do a great work through us. Write these words down. These words are faithful and true. He is making everything new. Let that change the way that you look at things. That's my prayer for you. I want to now tell you about some ideas for this Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah starts, era of Rosh Hashanah, on this coming Friday, September 18th. And I want to encourage you, since this is going to be an unusual Rosh Hashanah, to to do some things that can help you experience Rosh Hashanah in a great way. Put together a gift basket of holiday challah, apples and honey. Holiday challah is challah that is round rather than braided and oval. And deliver a gift basket to someone with a message about the new year, a message of hope. And sweetness. They don't even have to be a person who celebrates Rosh Hashanah. They may not even know it is Rosh Hashanah. They may not have any idea about the Jewish New Year, but you can bring good news to them and sweetness to them. We can welcome the New Year ourselves with holiday challah, apples, and honey, and you can create your own own egg, which you will need to. We're going to post prayers for you to use online and a video too. And I want to remind you that. We will have Rosh Hashanah services Friday and Saturday, but we will not have an oneg together because of limitations right now. And I want to encourage you to prepare your own oneg of holiday challah, apples and honey. And I think we'll post some uh, some recipes for how you can make challah as well. So all of you who are good challah bakers, would you send me your favorite recipe? And we'll share those with our congregation. I want to encourage you also to make plans to participate in Tashli next Saturday. We'll post some readings and instructions of how you can participate. We'll also post a video too. So join us Friday night and Saturday for two very special Rosh Hashanah services. You'll hear the sound of the shofar, you'll pray with us, we'll worship together, and we'll welcome the new year together. If you've RSVP'd for the synagogue services, it will be a great time in the sanctuary. And if you're going to participate through our live streaming on Facebook Live, that will also be great. In fact, we will bring everyone together. Whether you're at home or the synagogue, we'll be one mishpocha together. So let's let God work with us and take the parts that have been cracked or broken or eroded or just suffered wear and tear and let him show his creative power in us as we welcome him this coming new year. I want to share with you a scripture that Sandy shared with me this week from Proverbs 10.22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. And the Lord adds no sorrow with it. And so my prayer and Sandy's prayer for you is that the Lord would richly bless you and that he would give you wealth without sorrow. So we want to take a few moments right now to thank the Lord for his goodness to us. If you're nearby somebody in the sanctuary, you can tell them something that you're thanking the Lord for. You can thank the Lord for joy. That's one of the things I'm saying is: Lord, Thank you for joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. What are, you, what are you thanking the Lord for, Sandy?
1: I'm thanking the Lord for you and for the people that um, bring us so much encouragement and the all the people that God's put in our lives all over the world and we love hearing from you and it just brings joy to our hearts. Thank you.
0: Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you. And I I thank the Lord for you every day. Thank you. (laughs) Every day. And I thank the Lord for healing. I thank the Lord for provision. The Lord is Adonai Rafa, the Lord who heals. The Lord is Adonai Yireh, the Lord who sees. If you're watching by Facebook, you can use the comment section right now to write a thank you to the Lord for something concrete and specific. And take a moment to do that before the service ends. We're gonna just take an extra minute for you to write a thank you to the Lord. And as you're participating with us today, using Facebook Live's comment section, then you are actually spreading Thanksgiving yes. all over the world. And joy. And joy. That's right.
1: <laughs> Let's read some.
0: Let's Is read some. Time? Yeah, there's time. I, you might want to watch the video from last night's service. We read thanks thanks to the I Lord for <laughs> quite a time. Well, I'm looking for comments from those of you who are... Um, who are watching Facebook Live? Tracy A. Bush says, "Thank, thankful for our mishpocha." Kathy Dexterhouse, thank the Lord for a new year protection, blessings, and family. Marlene says, "Thank you, Lord, for my family." Wally Butler, thank the Lord. Joan Peterson, thank you, Lord, for my healing. Journey. Fran Stone, I thank you for the sweetness of the coming new year. Paula Jones, I'm thanking the Lord for Beth Israel now being live <laughs> in my life. Marta Cecilia, thank you, Lord, for being my savior. Tim Wallace, thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Missy, thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Dennis Phipps, I love you, Rabbi David and Sandy. Thank you very much for everything you're doing. Shabbat shalom to you all. Florence Woods, I thank the Lord for being in his will and for sparing my son's life at the Pentagon during 9-11. Yes. And I'm thanking the Lord that, that he also spared the life of our cantor, Aaron Jacobs, at the same time. Yes. Aaron would have been in the Pentagon Ops Center, but he was providentially delayed. And had he not been delayed, we would never have known him. Wow. Wow. But because God mm-hmm. delayed him, he's alive.
1: We're Aaron, so grateful. we're grateful for you.
0: <laughs> we, we really are. You know, folks, you will never know the people you never knew. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? But when you realize that some of the people you know and love are people who could have been those you never knew,
1: yeah.
0: it gives you a reason to thank the Lord. Sometimes things don't work out the way that you want to, you're in a hurry, and God is going more slowly, and you can't understand what's going on because you like to be prompted on time, but God knows the right time, and he could save your life. By a delay. Now, this message is not for all the procrastinators. That's a di- that's a different got a different message for you. God could save your life by you doing what you need to do on time. That's a whole other message. Well, this has been really a great time together, and I'm so glad that we can participate together with you and join in together. We're going to close this time now with Aaron's blessing, as we normally do at Beth Israel, and. I want to encourage you to stand with us financially. You can go to our website, BethisraelNow.com giving for all the details. And we're going to gather together now. And the Cautions are going to join us on screen. They are in the sanctuary on stage. Sandy and I are live from home with Jack in the back. <laughs> and let's gather together. So Rabbi Yuri and Rebbe Sanina are on stage. Rabbi Yuri. Um, I loved it when you did the ironic benediction in Russian last week. So if you're willing to, again, in Hebrew and in Russian, but before you do, let's, let's wish happy birthday to Rabbi Viktor Velensky in Crimea. It's his birthday tomorrow, my birthday too. I know his birthday because it's on the same day as my birthday. And also happy birthday to Yaslin and Yasmin. Perez and all of you who are celebrating birthdays happy birthday to you but rabbi Yuri, would you lead us in their Aaron's blessing in Hebrew and in Russian and then I'll do English
1: um, also my Belarusian Ukrainian uh... yeah Chinese, let's do all learn. three it's not easy this is hard. Can you do all short. three yeah so let's pray together yeah thank you for <laughs> yeah let's pray Jewraga chado nai veish merecha ya herado nai pana velha vihun necha i sardonai pana Да благослови тебя Господь и сохранит тебя. Да Do you want to try Ukrainian? Oh, Robert, David. after you. <laughs> don't hey, I've got
0: Ukrainian. an idea. All of
1: you who,
0: all of you who are watching on Facebook Live, who who speak other languages. Why don't you write Aaron's blessing in your language in the comments section uh, this morning? And it'll be a way that we can share this blessing all over the world. How great. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen.
1: Shabbat shalom.
0: Shabbat shalom, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and can't wait to see you again. (laughs) Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat
1: shalom.